Psalm chapters 40 through 43. Psalm chapter 40, verse 1. To the overseer, that's the director of music, a psalm of David. King David wrote this. I have diligently expected Jehovah, and he inclineth to me, and heareth my cry. To incline is to bend down. There are several times in the scripture where it talks about heaven bending down to answer our prayer, or the Lord bending down. And that shows that the Lord is way higher than we are, and he actually has to bend down to meet us. It also shows the love and the kindness of the Lord that he would bend down when he totally doesn't have to. 2. And he doth cause me to come up from a pit of desolation, from mire of mud, and he raiseth up on a rock my feet. He is establishing my steps. The Lord bent down and pulled David up from the pit of desolation and from the muck of his own sin, pulled him out of his sin. And that's what the Lord does for us when we repent. He'll pull us out of our sin. Sometimes we need to pray a lot because we might be addicted to a sin. But he will pull us out. He'll be faithful. If we really want deliverance, he'll deliver us. Some people say they want deliverance, but they actually want to keep sinning. Just saying you want deliverance doesn't make it happen. You have to really want it. If I know I need deliverance, but I don't want it yet, then I ask the Lord to change my heart, which David also does in the book of Psalm. I believe this and the last two songs were all written regarding the time when David backslid and fell into adultery and committed murder. Now he's talking about how the Lord restored his life from all of that. 3. And he putteth in my mouth a new song, praise to our God. Many do see and fear and trust in Jehovah. When we get forgiven and restored, we have a new song and a new praise to the Lord. We can't stop telling people how great God has been to us. For, O oh, the happiness of the man who hath made Jehovah his trust, and hath not turned unto the proud and those turning aside to lies. When you're in trouble, only ask the Lord. Don't look to human beings to help you out. It's just not going to happen, and we shouldn't be putting burdens on people's shoulders anyway. And we definitely shouldn't go to evil people to help us out. We need to repent and go straight to God. 15. Much hast thou done, Jehovah my God, thy wonders and thy thoughts toward us. There is none to arrange unto thee, I declare and speak. They have been more than to be numbered. David says to the Lord, You've done so many good things to us that we cannot even count all of your blessings. And I certainly can't count all of the times he's blessed me just in my own life. 6. Sacrifice and present thou hast not desired, ears thou hast prepared for me, burnt and sin offering thou hast not asked. What the Lord really wants is for us to repent. Jesus said repent and believe. He didn't say offer a sacrifice and believe. He didn't say pay your tithe and believe. He didn't say volunteer for a church activity and believe. He said repent. It's repentance that is the open door to salvation, not sacrifice. God commanded the Israelites to give sacrifices in the Old Testament. So King David isn't saying we can never sacrifice, but what he's saying is what you really want is that we don't sin in the first place. They had to give sacrifices because they had sinned. In this verse, David is saying what you really want is that we give up that sinful lifestyle so that we don't need a sacrifice every single day.
the Lord. He only had to die on that cross once. And when we follow him, we aren't asking him to get back up on that cross a second time for us. We're saying, yes, Lord, we forsake our sin. We're going to follow you now. 7. Then said I, Lo, I have come. In the roll of the book it is written of me. 8. To do thy pleasure, my God, I have delighted, and thy law is within my heart. The Lord has two books in heaven that are spoken of in the Bible. One of them is the book of life. You will not go to heaven unless your name is in that book. Then there's a second book that records all of your deeds, the evil and the good. The first book determines if you go to heaven or hell. If your name isn't in the book, you will go to hell. If your name is in the book, you will go to heaven. In the second book, you then get judged according to your works. If you have been forgiven of your sins and you're going to heaven, then only the works you did in Jesus Christ are recorded, and you get rewarded in heaven according to what's recorded in that book. But if you have not been forgiven of your sins and you're going to hell, then you get punished in hell according to the evil deeds that are recorded in that book, which means there are different degrees of both heaven and hell. For the righteous who have been forgiven, they will receive rewards according to what Jesus Christ did in them while they were on earth and the works that Jesus performed through their lives while they were on earth. But to the wicked who are unforgiven, they will get punished greater if they committed greater sins on earth. There is a reward system in both heaven and hell, but there's also the book of life which determines which place you're going. King David says that in the book it's written that I delight in your law. King David knows it's written in the book because he does delight in the law of the Lord. 9. I have proclaimed tidings of righteousness in the great assembly. Lo, my lips I restrain not, O Jehovah, thou hast known. In public, King David extolled the name of the Lord and gave him glory, and he knows that that is recorded in the book. 10. Thy righteousness I have not concealed in the midst of my heart. Thy faithfulness and thy salvation I have told. I have not hidden thy kindness and thy truth to the great assembly. The great assembly means when Israel gathers at the tabernacle for the different feasts throughout the year. Whenever the whole kingdom was gathered at the tabernacle, King David would magnify the name of the Lord and tell all of the people that God was kind, that he brings salvation, that he's faithful, and that he is truth. 11. Thou, O Jehovah, restrainest not thy mercies, thy kindness and thy truth do continually keep me. He says to the Lord, Don't stop showing me your mercy and your kindness and your truth. Keep it coming. 12. For compassed me have evils innumerable, overtaken me have mine iniquities, and I have not been able to see. They have been more than the hairs of my head, and my heart hath forsaken me. Well, I can say the same thing about my life. The sins I've committed have been more than the hairs of my head. We aren't just sinners based on what we do outwardly. We're also sinners based on the evil thoughts and desires that are in our heart. Even though somebody may behave themselves very well on the outside, that doesn't mean that their heart isn't full of evil and all kinds of wicked thoughts and desires. We get judged by that too, and that's why we can say we have sinned more than the hairs on our head. I'm not a practicing sinner anymore. 
but it takes faith for me to walk in righteousness on a daily basis, and I could fall at any time if I lose that faith. And I have fallen before, but I'm no longer a practicing sinner. I now practice obedience. 13. Be pleased, O Jehovah, to deliver me, O Jehovah, for my help make haste. He says, Delight in saving my life, dear Lord. Save me from my sin right now, without delay. 14. They are ashamed and confounded together, who are seeking my soul to destroy it. They are turned backward and are ashamed, who are desiring my evil. After King David repented, the Lord gave him another child with Bathsheba. Their first child died because of David's sin, but the second child lived and became King Solomon. Then David was harassed by another son named Absalom, and this was a result of his sin. So at that point, Absalom and Absalom's friends wanted to kill David. So after David was forgiven, he still needed deliverance from his enemies. 15. They are desolate because of their shame, who are saying to me, Aha! And Absalom and his friends were saying, Aha! We got your dad. We're going to take him down, and you will have the kingdom. 16. All seeking thee rejoice and are glad in thee. Those loving thy salvation say continually, Jehovah is magnified, meaning the Lord gets greater and greater. And he does. He is getting greater and greater. And those of us who have been saved by him can say this to the world. 17. And I am poor and needy. The Lord doth devise for me. My help and my deliverer art thou. O my God, tarry thou not. Even though he's king, David humbly states that he's poor and needy. In the spirit he is, we're all poor and needy. None of us can save ourselves. If we could, we'd be God. But we cannot save ourselves. We're extremely needy. And by acknowledging that, the Lord will come and glorify himself in our lives. And that concludes Psalm chapter 40. Psalm chapter 41, verse 1. To the overseer, that's the director of music. A Psalm of David. King David wrote this, O oh, the happiness of him who is acting wisely unto the poor, in a day of evil doth Jehovah deliver him. King David says, When we help weak and poor people, then when we need help, the Lord will help us. 2. Jehovah doth preserve him and revive him. He is happy in the land, and thou givest him not into the will of his enemies. King David says, we won't fall into the hands of evil men if we are practicing kindness toward other people. 3. Jehovah supporteth on a couch of sickness all his bed thou hast turned in his weakness. When we're sick, the Lord will support us and he'll make us well again. 4. I, I said, O Jehovah, favor me, heal my soul, for I did sin against thee. When we sin, our soul becomes damaged from our sin. Trauma enters into our lives. And sometimes when people trespass against us, that can also cause damage to our souls. So we need healing all the time. Especially if we're the ones who sinned, we really need healing. We need to be restored mentally and emotionally. 5. Mine enemies say evil of me. When he dieth, his name hath perished. Those who were against King David said, as soon as he's dead, nobody will remember him. Well, that didn't happen. King David's name has been remembered all throughout the years. He is still the greatest king who ever lived, and everybody knows that. Even the British royal family claim that they're descended from King David, and that's because he is the most famous king. 
6. And if he came to see, vanity he speaketh, his heart gathereth iniquity to itself, he goeth out at the street he speaketh. David says that his enemies speak lies to him in the palace, and they also speak lies out on the street against him. 7. All hating me whisper together against me, against me they devise evil to me. Whisperers are evil people. They're practicing deceit, and that's why gossip is so evil. I can easily fall into this myself. But if it's something that has to be whispered, it isn't right to say it at all. That's what the Bible teaches. A, a thing of Belial is poured out on him, and because he lay down, he riseth not again. The people gossiping against David were saying that he was dying because of some wicked demon or something was killing him. And actually, he was just being reproved by the Lord. But because he repented, the Lord can restore him. 9. Even mine ally in whom I trusted, one eating my bread, made great the heel against me. Even those who sat at King David's table, some of them were against him. Some of David's most trusted men went over to Absalom's side, even though David was the one who took care of them and fed them. This also happened with Jesus because Jesus fed Judas at his table, and Judas went and betrayed Jesus that very night. 10. And thou, Jehovah, favor me and cause me to rise, and I give recompense to them. He says, let me be a vessel of your justice so that I can get justice against these people. He needed to maintain his kingdom and not lose it to Absalom. But for you and I, when we attack the enemy, we're attacking in the spirit. We're attacking demons, not people. We pray against demons. We rebuke them. We cast them out. That's how we battle in the spirit. And we also repent of our own sins, ask God to have mercy in our lives, and ask Jesus to expel the demons from our lives. 11. By this I have known that thou hast delighted in me, because mine enemy shouteth not over me. When the enemies are silenced, then we know that the Lord is on our side and taking delight in us. 12. As to me, in mine integrity thou hast taken hold upon me, and causest me to stand before thee to the age. David says that he has integrity, but we know that he fell into sin. However, he repented. He went back to walking in righteousness, and that is integrity, when you do the right thing. God knows that all of us have fallen. He knows that we've committed many sins, but when we're presently practicing righteousness, that's what counts with the Lord. He doesn't look back at the past sin that was already forgiven. Even though David had sinned, on the day that he wrote this song, he had integrity, because at that time he was practicing obedience to the Lord. And he knew that he would live forever because of the Lord's salvation. 13. Blessed is Jehovah, God of Israel, from the age and unto the age. Amen and amen. He says, Blessed is the Lord of Israel. He has no beginning and no end. Amen and amen. Amen means so be it, which means it's a statement of agreement. And whenever something is said twice in the Bible, it means that it is sure to come to pass and that it is absolute truth. By saying amen twice, it means that what I am saying about the Lord is absolute truth and I will never stop saying it. And that concludes Psalm chapter 41. Psalm chapter 42, verse 1. To the overseer, an instruction by sons of Korah. 
This was written by unnamed musicians from the family of Korah. As a heart doth pant for streams of water, so my soul panteth toward thee, O God. A heart is a deer. So it's a beautiful imagery of a deer who is thirsty, looking for a stream to drink from. And it says, that's how I look for you, God. I seek you as if I'm very, very thirsty for you. Two, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When do I enter and see the face of God? Those of us who obey the Lord, we want to enter into heaven as soon as possible. We can't wait to see the Lord because it isn't fun living this life. It's delayed gratification your whole life because there's so many things that you can't pursue right now and you don't even want to pursue because you want to spread the gospel and you want to spread your testimony and tell people about God. In this life, we have to die to the flesh constantly. We have to die to our own self-will. But in heaven, we won't have that problem. It'll be green light go in everything. Everybody is family. Everyone I can spend time with. And plus, our time is very precious on earth. We don't have a lot of time to spread the gospel. So we have to say no to a lot of other activities that we would like to do, but there's no time. And in heaven... Everything is going to be green light go. 3. My tear hath been to me bread day and night, and they're saying unto me all the day, Where is thy God? The mockers say, Where is your God? Your life is miserable. You have nothing. King David was praying day and night for deliverance from his mockers. For these I remember and pour out my soul in me, for I pass over into the booth. I go softly with them unto the house of God, with a voice of singing and confession, the multitude keeping feast. 5. What, bowest thou thyself, O my soul? Yea, art thou troubled within me? Wait for God, for still I confess him. The writers of this song would be priests, because Korah is in the priestly line. So they would actually make confession to the Lord while the great multitude of Israelites were preparing a feast during the feast times. 5. What, bowest thou thyself, O my soul? Yea, art thou troubled within me? Wait for God, for still I confess him, the salvation of my countenance, my God. Whenever our soul is troubled, we need to wait on the Lord and confess that he alone will save and deliver us. Don't let our soul be troubled, but just look to him. 6. In me doth my soul bow itself. Therefore I remember thee from the land of Jordan, and from the Hermans, from the hill Mizar. The Jordan River begins in the area of Mizar and Hermon. He's saying where the Jordan River begins from that point all the way down the River Jordan, I remember you and I think of you. 7. Deep unto deep is calling. At the noise of thy water spout, all thy breakers and thy billows passed over me. He's also talking about the deep waters that come from beneath the earth's crust and create springs. And perhaps a spring is what started the Jordan River. Because if you look at the Jordan River on a map, it seems to start from nowhere. So there probably is springs in there that have started the Jordan River. And maybe that's why the Jordan River is used so much in scripture. And it was crossed so many times. And it's such a great metaphor of the salvation of God. Jesus is the waters of life. The Bible often talks about water as being life-giving, and it equates water with the eternal life. 
This also reminds me of when Jonah is drowning in the ocean before he was swallowed by a great fish. He was covered in deep waters, and then the Lord had a fish swallow him, and he had visions of hell. And that's what this sounds like a little bit as well. When we remember that our sin is causing us to fall into the deep, then we look to the Lord for salvation. 8. By day Jehovah commandeth his kindness, and by night a song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Here's another mention of praising the Lord at nighttime, meditating on him at night. It's funny how so many people will say that morning is the best time to meditate on the Lord, and it is an awesome time, but night is too, because nighttime is when people tend to forget the Lord. So it's really good to praise the Lord before you go to bed. It says that all day long the Lord is kind to us. He gives us food, water, shelter, clothing, sunlight, everything that we need. So at nighttime we can sing a song and praise Him for everything He did for us during the day. 9. I say to God my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning in the oppression of an enemy? Here's another allusion to Jesus going to the cross and being on the cross. He said, My Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? But Jesus was forsaken by the Father because he carried the burden of sin. He didn't become a sinner, but he became sin itself on our behalf. Just as the sacrificed animal becomes sin, and that's why it gets sacrificed. And Jesus was oppressed by his enemies. And we are oppressed by demons when we do commit sin. 10. With a sword in my bones have mine adversaries reproached me, and they're saying unto me all the day, Where is thy God? And again, this is another allusion to Jesus on the cross. He was on the cross for about half of a day, and the whole time the religious leaders were mocking him and saying, Where is your God? Where is your God? They were mocking him and saying, If you're a son of God, why don't you jump off the cross? But it was Jesus' will to die for them. So the very people he was dying for were making fun of him while he died. And Jesus was stabbed with a sword after he died. 11. What? Bowest thou thyself, O my soul? And what? Art thou troubled within me? Wait for God, for still I confess him, the salvation of my countenance and my God. Jesus kept confessing the Father all the way until his death. And Jesus became salvation for all of us. He became sin, but then he became salvation for our sins. Pretty amazing. And that concludes Psalm chapter 42. Psalm chapter 43, verse 1. We don't know who wrote this particular song. It could have been King David or somebody from Korah's family, somebody from Asaph or Heman's family, or King David himself. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against a nation not pious. From a man of deceit and perverseness, thou dost deliver me. The psalmist is saying, Lord, save me from an evil nation and an evil man. 2. For thou art the God of my strength. Why hast thou cast me off? Why mourning do I go up and down in the oppression of an enemy? This could have been something that David would say about King Saul. A lot of the Israelites were sinning under Saul, and a lot of them, even after Saul was killed, they still didn't want David to be king. 3. Send forth thy light and thy truth. They, they lead me, they bring me in, unto thy holy hill, and unto thy tabernacles. 
Shechem was where they kept the tabernacle a lot of the time before the temple was built, and I'm assuming Shechem was on a hill, and they had the tabernacle on a hill purposefully. The Bible also says that they placed the tabernacle on a hill, and that may have been in a place when King David had the tabernacle placed in Zion, which was also near the same location where Melchizedek, the high priest in the Old Testament, would offer sacrifices. And he says that even though evil people are against me, I still go up to your altar and to the tabernacle, and I still ask you to send forth your light. Jesus is the light of the world, and the light comes directly from God. In Genesis chapter 1, it told us that God sent light to us before he created the sun. So the sun is not the sole source of light on earth. There is another source of light that comes in the morning before the sun. And Genesis talks about that. And that light is directly from God. For, and I go in unto the altar of God, unto God, the joy of my rejoicing, and I thank thee with a harp, O God, my God. These singers and musicians were singing praises to the Lord with harp. And this could have been written by King David himself, because we know that he sang and used the harp all the time. 5. What? Bowest thou thyself, O my soul? And what? Art thou troubled within me? Wait for God, for still I confess him, the salvation of my countenance and my God. This is the same line that was used in one of the previous songs that King David definitely wrote. So I believe King David most likely wrote this psalm as well, because he's using that same line over again, saying, Soul, you're oppressed and troubled, but just confess the Lord and he will save you. We read this in one of the last chapters. And that concludes Psalm chapter 43.